Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp, <gasps> you'll laugh. <laughs> And you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano and Matt Bradshaw. Welcome! <laughs> Welcome to episode 131. Is it 131? Oh, shit, are we doing it? Yeah. Hey, I turned the air conditioner off. Start again. <laughs> Why would I start again now that that's in there? It's brilliant. It's perfect. <laughs> and I've got this. What's that for? What is that for? Damn it. That's lighting. Oh, I've, I've got this for drinking. Oh, Cough you've got wire. that. Ah, oh, very good. You've got. So, what time is it with you? You. Uh, uh, we'll have to tell everybody that Matt is in Airly Beach. I am tropical far north Queensland. Tropical far north Queensland, and I'm it's still thirty-five degrees outside and some measure of humidity. Some measure. Yeah, it's not that bad. 70 percent. I'm good. guessing. That's pretty. I'll good. check after. Yeah, That's pretty good. Um, I'm still at Lara. Yes, I say yes. <laughs> oh, I've just I've just looked at your surroundings and realised where you are. Yeah, I'm in my. I don't know what this is. What happens when it's a kitchen, lounge room, dining room all in one? No, it's well, it's the dining area. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of um, – I like my house. It's it's lovely. But it is. I don't know why I, – I, I don't know if I like the new modern open plan. I like everything to have its own room, like in the old Do days. You? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I investigated the possibility of – um, knocking down the wall between my kitchen, living room, kitchen and living room, effectively. Did, was the answer that it would knock down your house? Uh, no, it was possible, but it was quite expensive. Yeah, okay. I'll do it for you, mate. I've got a sledgehammer. I think, thanks, Sam. I think it would make... That was the first thing I did when I, when I got the keys to my house. I bought it, however long ago it was. So the first thing I did... Bought a sledgehammer? Um, was, yeah, was yeah. break down a wall. Yeah. Which is fucking remarkable, really, when you think about it. Oh, oh God! What happened? I just moved the entire world without meaning to. I, I moved the um, the uh, the tripod upon which my camera is set up. Gotcha. Don't do that again. All right. I, um, I won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Took a sledgehammer out and I got the keys, walked in, and uh, started busting down a wall, which I'd already decided when I bought the place was what I wanted to do. So. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, it, I, the opposite happened in my house. Uh, we bought a house and decided we want to fill in a wall. That hole behind you. Hang on. Can you see it properly? For people in the video, now you can see over there, which is no point me. Oh, hang on. If I do that. Oh, this is hard. Oh, God. There. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That That's really hard to do. That is a... <laughs> uh, for everyone who... who when we... <laughs> When we were looking at this house, <clears throat> um, on the real estate website, we were looking at the house and uh, I kept brushing over it thinking, 
no, that's got a stupid hole in the wall. I don't want to live there. And then Kat organised an inspection and I walked in and said, hey, it's the house with a stupid hole in the wall. And the real estate agent said, yeah, um, you're not the first person to say that. <laughs> it was hilarious. I don't mind it, but it is quite unusual. It is unusual. I was confused by it. Because it's – so for people who don't know, it's 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 a dividing wall between the, the kitchen, lounge, dining area mm-hmm. and a, like a formal dining room. And uh, it's now the library. Yes. Um, I think the folks that built it built the cheapest version of the plan. You've said that before. Because – you know, there's no downlights and all, all the kind of little extras. There's only a handful of PowerPoints around. And I think if you wanted the extra wall and the doors and to close it off, like to make it a dining or a theatre room, whatever they do with these things, it would have cost extra. And they went, no, we'll have, we'll have it open. And it was only when we moved in, the day we moved in, that uh, I realised what it was for when my niece and nephew said, who wants to see a puppet show? And they stood on the other side of the wall and just did puppet show for like, like this is perfect, great. So now I don't want to fill in the stupid hole in the wall because um, I think it's cute. I think you'd just you'd get used to it, wouldn't you? I'm totally used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, like everything, but like um, like the thing. I mean, it's a brand new house, so you don't have to worry about things that are broken yet that you deal with. But it's one of those things. Dude, that it's you got live somewhere. It's got a hole in the wall. It's a broken ass. <laughs> no, but when you know you've got the the door handle that needs to be turned a certain way to, you know, open it because it's a bit dodgy, and the and the lock on the back door that you know all that sort of stuff that you just when you live there you just live with it. Yeah. And then when someone comes yep. to your house. Or is house sitting for you, and you have to say you have to give them the rundown of ah oh, yeah to blah, 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 and to do that and do that. That actually isn't the case at my place, but there must be stuff. There must be stuff. I've got an idea. There's a bunch of stuff in my house that's been, you know, not broken, but that requires attention and has been for probably five years. But because you live there, you just yeah, fuck it. Uh, well, you've been you've been cleaning up your house though, so you have been giving attention to those rooms. Mm, I guess. <laughs> I suppose that's certainly a positive way of looking at. Um, I let things go to rack and ruin, and the only way I was going to be able to move forward was to do some cleaning. Mm. Well, that, you know, when, do you mean move forward as in like emotionally and mentally, yes. or move forward yes. through the rooms? No, that's excessively rude mm. and beneath you, if I may say. Yeah. No. no. Tell me this. Oh. Off the top of your head. Yeah. What's a what's a fruit that starts with a letter H? Uh, a letter H H H. Uh, a fruit. A apple? No. Um, no points. No points. Uh, a fruit. Uh, I, well, I'd, I'd have to think for longer than what I think is appropriate. Yeah. For it's weird, isn't it? There must be something. And there is. Oh. Is it um, a Hawaiian or something? There was certainly, when I looked it up, there was stuff like hairless rumbatan. Oh. And, yeah, 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 stuff like that. That sounds um, like a movie title. Oh, God. Don't. Okay. I don't recommend looking that up. No. No, no. <laughs> um, but you'll be surprised. Um, okay. Huckleberry, for a start. It, what's not the name of someone? 
thought it was just the name of no, a... Huckle, Huckleberry Hound. He was he was blue. He was named after oh, the Huckleberry. An actual berry, yeah. Yeah, okay. and an actual hound. Oh. Um, okay. But how's this? The most obvious one. Honeydew. See, Why didn't we think of honeydew melon? Because I would never have thought of it because I don't eat that horrible stuff. Fucky, worst fruit in the world. Worst fruit in the world. Melons of all kinds. No, bullshit. No, no. No, no rock melon, good. No, awful. Cantaloupe. No, can't stand alive. So, yeah. What about Herbie Hancock? He knew what he was talking about. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Um, I'm going to do that as the soundtrack to this episode. Okay. Um, I don't quite like those kind of things. You know, when pe- people eat the melon like this, I don't... It's, it's an interesting way to have a conversation. Okay. <laughs> oh, by interesting, be the way forward. Yeah, by interesting, I didn't mean interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dumb, unnecessary roughness, Italiano. Uh, hey, tell me about your New Year's Eve. Shave. Uh, New Year's Eve uh, was a few days ago, and Geordie and I did the two-ring circus gig, um, and uh, it was pretty loose. We finished at 10.30, but by 8.30, I was uh, announcing to the audience that it's called a dance floor because you're supposed to be on the floor, not on the uh, benches and tables and chairs. No. Yeah, it was um, it, it was in the venue, um that's notorious for not having any security anywhere near where the people who are doing the most crazy stuff are. So, and was the case on, uh, during our Wow. Yeah. Uh, but other, wow. than, other than that, it was really, you know, most people really nice and well behaved and, uh, Paula did sound. So it sounded great. Um, who did sound? Paul, Paul as a party. Oh yeah. 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 yeah good. Great engineer. Really good. Um, yeah, good. And yeah, so we're kind of done. Uh, uh, Nina and Ian were there, and Kat went to see a movie, so she got to meet Nina and Ian. Uh, nice. And of course, they both said, You really exist. Because like, <laughs> Kat doesn't come to many gigs. Most people who know I've got a girlfriend don't actually believe I've got a girlfriend. Um, so that was nice. And uh, yeah. Uh, we, awesome, man. We then got to my brother's at about 11.50 ish. And hang out with them for a few hours. And... Oh, perfect. Yeah, was, we, did, we did the same thing last year. Uh, so it was really Yeah, right. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really nice. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Last year, you and I did a gig together, and then you and Jordy and I did a gig together, and we were finished by 11 o'clock, and I was in bed by half past 12, and it was fucking brilliant. Well, yeah, we did the same thing. Last year, we stopped on the side of the freeway for, to look at the fireworks. Um, Good. Because it was midnight. We got past Werribee. Um yeah, but this time we were in Lara by then, so woohoo. It's good. Awesome, man. Mm. Um, I locked away my New Year's Eve uh, uh, next year while I was at a gig about three weeks ago. I was doing a little cafe, restaurant solo gig out near where I live, and um, I haven't seen – they're people I know, but I haven't seen them for quite some time, like months and months. But they were, um, they were obviously – uh, drunk. No, they were obviously reminded of my um, shining brilliance. And while I was doing the gig, said, we def- what, what are you doing New Year's Eve? Show them, show them this video. They'll, they'll see your glowing brilliance. 
<laughs> um, I know I look like I've been in the sun for a thousand years. I, I almost look like a huckleberry. You actually right, <laughs> actually right now look like you are in a tanning salon because of those globes near your face. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were oh, allowed. Jesus. <laughs> Bet there. Don't do that again. Rather warm. Um, they're also hot. Yeah. Oh, the... Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I was, you know, in the middle of a song. They sort of say, New Year's Eve. No, no, I'm already booked New Year's Eve. I'll be in Queensland. Next year. Oh, oh, what, next year? <laughs> yeah, all right, next year. Uh, how much? Um, <laughs> we could do this later. No, 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 how much? And, then, and they're holding up fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so then they held, they held up the requisite number of fingers and I said, great, let's lock <laughs> great, let's lock that in awesome, so there you go, that's sorted great, well there Private you, party. you don't have to go to Queensland um, now I know <laughs> which is fun, it is fun being up here um, yeah uh, it's, it's not fun, I'm, I'm sitting on an upturned bin in a backpacker um well, obviously it's a hostel. It's a it's a backpackers establishment, um, yes. and they're private rooms, and they're they're you know they're, they're sort of self contained cabins that are four in a like like a block of flats, yeah. like a like a tiny block of flats, and there's two on the bottom and two on the top kind of thing. Um, but uh, it's it, it, um, I'm looking around. What's the point? Because <laughs> um, there's nothing to fucking look at. Because uh, there's nothing in here. Yeah, my experience with uh, hostels is exclusively, this is not how you spell hostile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, I've told this story. I stayed in a, in a backpackers hostel in Poland um, when I was there a few years ago. Uh, and the first, so a buddy picked me up from the airport, a buddy who lives there, an Aussie guy with Polish, uh, Polish descent, Picked me up and said, "We'll go, we'll go to my friend's pub, but we'll just drop off the bags at the hostel first. And I said, "The, the what? The what now?" Because I've never stayed in a backpackers hostel until I went to Poland six years ago. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Okay. I, hostel. I thought you lived here. He said, "Yeah, I do." Oh, you live in a hostel? Yeah. Right. Okay. Weird. Um. And he didn't have. He permanently lived in a hostel, but he didn't have a permanent room so he would shift depending on yeah on how many people were booked and stuff like that so the first night we got there he and i had the entire place to our the entire room to ourselves so it was a six or eight bed dorm and we had the whole place to ourselves so it was great and you know we're fucking aussie blokes so we slept in opposite corners um uh, (laughs) and and we had a private bathroom and all that sort of stuff um the next day there was a russian gymnast team arrived uh, and so, and they were booked in. So we had to move to a different hostel. Wow. Weird. So weird. And yeah. he fucking he'd lived in this city for months. Anyway, moved to this other place. It was brand new, brand spanking new. Um, and it was like a cycle hostel. So there were bikes hanging on the walls, mm-hmm. specifically designed for that. Um, one of our mates, because by this stage there was three of us, one of our mates was in charge of... Um, just by being helpful, because we got there and the guy said room whatever, and there was no room numbers on any of the rooms. So <laughs> our other buddy went and grabbed the stack of numbers that was on the counter and put all the room numbers up because they were brand spanking new. And it was great. We had, I think that was a 12-bed dorm that we had to ourselves 
um, until we didn't. Uh, and a bunch of mm, Dutch guys turned up at like two o'clock in the morning and like loud and fucking drunk, like drunk, as drunk as 10 Dutch men. Um, and during the course of the night, one of them, and, and the, they were bunk beds, but they were butted right up against one another, like end to end. Yeah. So at some point during the night, one of these drunk Dutch guys um, climbed onto my head trying to find out where the fuck he <laughs> was. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, I mean, it was actually kind of funny. I, I wasn't annoyed by it, except that, you know, of course, he didn't speak any English and I didn't speak any Dutch and he looked like he was going to vomit. <laughs> so I was like, this is about to get ugly. <laughs> and I kind of tapped, hey, hey, buddy, buddy, tapped him on the shoulder. No, not here. See, by this stage, he's sitting on my pillow. Whoa. <laughs> And he kind of looked at me like, eh? Nah. <laughs> Had a little laugh to himself and then just sort of climbed back onto his own bunk and went back to sleep. Wow. So, hostels. Ooh. Fun. Yeah. Um, you know the actor, Zero Mostel? No, Zero Hostel. That's what I say. <laughs> I don't even know the other actor. Oh, really? Yeah. He was in uh, the original version of The Producers. That's why I don't know it. He's, um, he's Max Bialystok in, in The Producers. Oh. Have you never seen the producers? Not the original, no. Really, Gene Wilder and 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 Zero Mostel. It's fucking gold, dude. Oh well, we always uh, put it on the list. <laughs> put it on the list. Good put it on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, I did watch. Cat and I watched it, having resisted for ages. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. That's pointless. Um, some uh, <laughs> uh, the hustle that's what it's called the hustle and it it, it um, rebel Wilson I've seen that rebel Wilson and I haven't seen okay, that okay um, comically terrible and really enjoyable like that um, when I say comically terrible like it's a terrible film where you are laughing she's really she's quite funny is she yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, she is. Um, and you watch it going, this is so stupid, but I'm enjoying it. I very rarely do those kind of films um, mm. hit for me at all. And it was actually, it was actually really fun. So, Yeah, um, do you know, I think, I, I actually, I don't think I think she's very funny, but I also think that my impression of Rebel Wilson is entirely coloured by that weird fucking lawsuit thing that she had against everyone. <laughs> Not against everyone. You, you remember all that in the well, news like 12 or 18 months ago? Where, they, where the newspapers reported a whole bunch of stuff that she said was false. Yeah. Yeah. Like that she, yeah, lied about her age and something else. It was fucking weird. I just, I remember thinking it was such a frivolous waste of, fucking column inches and time and dumbness. And I think that really gave me the shits with her. Wow. <laughs> and I think that coupled with the fact that I never thought she was funny in the first place. It's like, well, what are you doing? Why are you wasting everyone's time with this? What? Just go away and, and don't be funny somewhere else. But how was she wasting everyone's time with it? What do you mean? Well, she had a lawsuit. It wasn't her that was wasting everyone's time with it. It was 
whoever was paying any attention to it was wasting their time. Oh, no, I absolutely agree. And ah. that's why I bring it up, that I think my impression of her is coloured by my lack of interest in the case. <laughs> right. Yes, there's a, there's a paradox. I agree. Uh, this, this is actually a story against myself. Did I know? Uh, I should have framed that better. It's, um, <laughs> some conversations are much easier to have when the other person's around. No. <laughs> I don't believe it. Um, I think we should have gigs like this from now on as well. I don't know if that sounds as good. Which is saying no, something. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Hey, I've seen some really talented music uh, musicians in Ely Beach this time. Great. Yeah, I, I wandered up and down the street on New Year's Eve before we started playing and, and <clears throat> almost all of it was really good. Good. That's great. Um, yeah, solo guys doing really interesting kind of bits and pieces lots of, and, and really solid solid performers and like good singers and great players. And it's really interesting because it's not necessarily like that up here. Maybe it's because it was New Year's Eve and they've sort of they've, – they've, uh, certainly a lot of there's a lot of local talent, but maybe yeah. it's that, that a lot of people came in for New Year's Eve as yeah. well from surrounding areas. Because Mackay's only mm, hour and a half, two hours drive from here, right? And people regularly do it to come here to gig, right? So yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I don't mean just overnight, but yeah. if they do a run of weekend gigs, they they because yeah, why wouldn't you drive for two hours? I'm hoping this year actually that I will be able to do a little run of gigs in Tasmania. Oh, cool. Which I've I've never gigged in Tassie except for private functions and stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of people I've met through doing my regular gigs who uh, own. There's a couple of guys who own pubs and and have got contacts to other pubs and everything. I mean, being Tassie, of course, it's hard because where are you going to go and see live entertainment anywhere except on a Friday or a Saturday? It's not like there's hmm. Wednesday gigs. I mean, there probably is, but I reckon they're pretty few and far between. And I think it'll have to be a summer thing because. I think, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Um, people, Tassie's cold. Tassie's even colder than Melbourne, if you can believe that. Well, I can believe that. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe, I don't know, where am I going to fit that in? I, I was, just realised how futile this all is. I was just about to say, um, did you realise that this year has the same amount of days as every other year? <laughs> I feel like maybe this year, though, I'm, I'm, I might... Um, maybe run the risk of pissing a few more that's a I don't, that's a, not really the phrase i mean but potentially annoying some of the venues at which i work regularly just so i can do some more stuff that i actually would like to do mm. you know yeah so i mean i've got a, i've got a, i've got one sunday off a month from the duda gala uh for the first three or four four months of the year because i'm either uh doing a wedding or well, just going away, away. Yeah. you know, I got a, yeah. Or, or doing a, got an overseas gig at the end of January, start of, start of Feb. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to see how that pans out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think, um, I think you've probably, here's, here's, here's the thing. The, the couple of regular gigs that you do, whenever they get fill-ins, they only make half as much money. So if you want to take if you want to take a day off, um, well, when you come back, generally you'll you'll still be better off if they replaced you. So 
you could actually afford to take two weekend two gigs off a month from your regular gigs because they'll still make probably more money than they would if they got a filling in so i wonder if i was a pub manager though would i then think well we make twice as twice as much money when matt's here because he has a following because he's been playing here for so long if he keeps fucking us around we'll just get someone else to play here for a really long time and then they'll have a following and they'll fucking play every week yes but but here's the the counter argument from your position look at me getting relaxed as well um is that well pretty much all the gigs around the regular gigs that happen every week pay kind of the same money so if you're not playing there you just go play somewhere else on the days you want to play i suppose it's not it's not like you're going to be sitting at home twiddling like you and this is not a pissing and match or whatever your name is Matt Bradshaw's pocket um Bradshaw 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 I was literally doing uh Shat, Shat Bradwell I was gonna say yeah um, good it's it's you're at the level of if you're available venues will book you the thing is that you're not available because you play at mm. those venues and all the other venues pay the same as the ones you play at. So if the venues want to jump up and down and kick up a stick about it, you just go, that's all right, no worries. I, I work over there, that was fine. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think mm. everyone, I think you all know that you and the venues you play at know that it's a pretty positive reciprocal agreement. Yeah, look, I, I, um, I don't, I, I, I this is not, we're not going to get all heavy and stuff, but as far as, you know, how I feel about my place in the world, I don't really think of it like that. I don't, I don't really think I'm, uh, I know I'm solid, but I don't think I'm really good. So I don't probably value what I do. Um, maybe as much as you value what I do. So thank you. That must be why you're my best friend. You see better things in me than I see in me. Uh, you, Which well, is nice. Thanks, man. Well, that hopefully that's what friends do. But also, not just that I see that in you, I see the practical aspects of what you bring to a venue that, you know, others don't. I know everyone brings something different to stuff. But, like, the other thing is, it's like, we're very much, we very much work in an industry where our gig is to show up and do the gig and they pay us and the, that's where the obligation really ends. If you have an agreement that you're going to go in there and do that on a regular basis, then that's awesome. But also it needs to be flexible. It just, mm. it just needs to be. And um, yeah, I, I don't think it's like, well, you're not on salary. You're not earning your entire living at the one place. Yeah. Um, you know, you, and because of that, you need to be able to go and do other things. And and anyone who has a casual job, which is what we do, everyone who's got a casual job commits regularly to the place that they work. But they don't only work there, really, because, well, the places places don't give you enough hours, which is exactly yeah. what, you know, one gig a week at one venue is. It's like, okay, well, you know, give or two gigs a week, it's still casual. Yeah. Yeah, and they can, yeah, still, they can still go... Yeah, look, don't, don't come in tomorrow. We, we're going to do something else. And you've got no recourse. Yeah, that's right. You know? No recourse. Mm. So. Um... Speaking of taking gigs off mm. and pissing people off, 
<laughs> what have I done? No, no, tell everyone about your Tamworth experience. Well, I haven't had one yet. You know what I mean? Uh, have I pissed everyone off? No, you're leaving me. That's what I meant. Oh, uh, yeah, but it works out all right because the gigs that Geordie wouldn't get to do because I'm away, because uh, I didn't book the gigs. So he's filling in for me. So Yeah, and I pay him less, so it's perfect. Perfect. I don't. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so go on. Tell everyone about your upcoming Tamworth uh, experience. So I get up early tomorrow and Kat and I drive to Sydney. Um, and then she flies back on Saturday morning and I drive to Tamworth. And I'm going to learn how to be country for two weeks at a country music college. I don't know what that means. Um I imagine it's probably more about what hats to wear, what hats not to wear. Oh, you were um, going to say that. Maybe uh, where to buy your, your black T-shirts from and where not to. Um, I really don't. Certainly what, what those black T-shirts should have printed upon them, certainly. Yeah, I actually, um, I'm a bit surprised that I don't know what the curriculum is. Like I, 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 know, who the, I know who the Jews are, but I don't know anything about it's that's kind of um exciting but when you're 42 kind of like to know what you're in for mm. um but we'll see um i'm sure i'll be all right if i'm not i can just say i'm 42 i'm out of here <laughs> um so i'll do that for literally two weeks nine till nine every day apparently um wow and off no, 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 no. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, from Saturday to Friday, all day, every day. Yeah. Wow. Who knew country artists would be so diligent? Go on. Um, well, maybe maybe we'll... Maybe be like Navy SEALs, like in, uh, by the end of the two weeks of the training camp, there'll only be four people left. <clears throat> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, not that we're going to learn how to kill people. No, I didn't mean that. Um, oh, what sort of hurdles would they make you jump over if it was like a Navy SEALs training-based country music camp? Uh, well, you probably have to... Well, country music. So you probably have to do shots or at least play beer pong with a red solo cup. There you go. Um, probably... Uh, well, the girls would, would have to get um, like a butterfly tattoo above their ass crack. Um, I'm assuming, like, um, yeah, no, I think it's a fair subject. Yeah, um, see, I'd have to get a truck. I have to be able to drive a truck, at least. And when you say truck, yeah, you mean a Ute, but it's a pickup, so it's a truck because yeah, it's well, country. Well, the thing is, like, it, well, Americans don't really have Utes, do they? They have big pickup trucks. Yeah, yeah, we have small things without seats in the back um much more practical back in the back in the 70s they had them like the chevy el camino which i fucking yeah. loved when cool i was car. a kid even i know what that car yeah. is yeah do you really yeah yeah but they, i think they still called those pickup they didn't call them trucks but i know that i've had a friend from another country maybe china came over and saw my car and said oh you drive a truck oh yeah and also really disparagingly <laughs> Fuck you. in china you don't have a car you didn't have a mum. I didn't say that. Um, I said you don't have a sister. That was <laughs> well, 
I mean, he did, but not for long. Go on. I so was about to say something <laughs> terrible. Um, uh, yeah, and then the festival's on for like eight or nine days after that, and I'm doing a few gigs and hanging out, and uh, still haven't worked out where the cat's coming up to visit yet. We'll see. Um, okay. But yeah, it's um, three weeks feels like it's a long time, but then again, three weeks ago was just yesterday. So, yeah, you know I mean, like it's the, the idea of, well, that's a long time, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's about it. Um, excited? Um, looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I mean, the last thing I did two months ago, the songwriting weekend, was oh, well, I didn't know what was going to happen. Again, didn't really know what the format was and got there and had an absolute ball. And it was, we met lots of lovely people and had a good time. So, um, I'm taking the same kind of attitude. Don't know what's going to happen, but you know, I'll do my best not to be an asshole. And um, hopefully, that's. I do think that's awesome. that's kind of you know, if you if you be a good person, then people treat you like a good person, and then you're reminded that they're good people. And then even if the thing that you're doing isn't something you want to do, at least you hang out with good people, and then it's all good. It's yeah. when people it's when people act like dicks. You go, I don't want to be around this. Yeah. And we, all of us in our lives, have encountered people who are good at what they do. I mean, obviously, from my frame of reference, I'm speaking about musicians. Um, but uh, are just either annoying to be around or actually unpleasant to be around, either because they think they're, because they really think they're good at what they do, mm. just because some people are so inept at dealing with other people that they're just not nice to be around. And that, and that's a real shame for those people. Yeah, I think my personal experience is the better, the better people are at what they do. The less what they do gets in the way of how they treat other people. Um, yes, mate, and and age comes into that as well because you do. I don't know. I guess it's maturity. I guess that's what the the the, the passage of time is, and when you continually do the same thing and again i guess i'm talking about music but yeah certainly the, the the higher up the food chain you go the the more experienced people are by virtue of the fact they've been doing it for longer um and they just they i guess they're just comfortable with the fact that they are proficient and mm. so they don't feel like they've got to have a veneer of this is what i'm proving to the world on the whole time yeah well yeah i think too the oh, how do you say this? The people who are not uh, people have sort of less than genuine long-term intentions. With I think whatever they do, tend to drop off. They tend to rub people up the wrong way. That it ends up not being pleasant for them as well. Mm. And so they move into another field or go and try something else um, uh, because no one wants to hang out with them and do the thing with them. So. Eventually, yeah. I feel like maybe I'm I'm really no less insecure now uh, than I ever have been. That's probably not true, realistically. But I think maybe mainly what's happened is my insecurities are now uh, they they manifest in um, less negative ways. <laughs> what's like happening? Is that birds? Yeah. 
Okay. Wow, can you really hear that? That's oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, probably best I didn't do this outside then. Because <laughs> um, insecurities in all of us can manifest in, in pretty ugly behaviours. Hmm. Um, and uh, I'm sure I still display some of those things, but, but not, not as bad as I, you know, as when I was 16 or 26 hmm. or whatever. But um, I don't well, necessarily think I'm, I'm any more comfortable in my world. Do you think what happens? Here's a version of what happens to me. I think as as you get older and the, you've been, <clears throat> well, you gain experience and you kind of see the world in a much, ah, well, you, you might, let's say the picture is this is the size of a phone screen, but the older you get, the more pixels you can appreciate, you, you see the world in high resolution. And I think that what can happen is when you're less experienced, the big mistakes you make, well, the mistakes you make tend to be bigger. The way you treat people poorly tends to be one big poor, poor behavior. Mm. And your um, insecurities tend to be big as well. And then as time goes by, you get more experience and the mistakes you make tend to be much more refined and your um, insecurities seem to be much more refined and zoned in on one specific thing. So it's not like, oh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a very good guitar player. It's like, you know what? Jazz comping is not my forte. Yeah, okay. Um, or, um, oh, I'm not a, you know, my voice is shit. It's like actually... I can't sing that style of music, but that I'm better at that. Or, mm. or, um, you know, I lied about this. It's like, actually, now that I know what that means, I don't do that. And I also understand that not only do I not do it, like actually recognize when it's a temptation to want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those kind of things happen. And, and I think, um, if you stick at certain things and, uh, and you keep certain, even friendships, like long-term friendships. I know a lot of people don't have long-term friends. The reason they don't have long-term friends is because they don't learn from any of the shitty behaviours they have and they just keep treating people the same way and they're wondering why yeah. they have to um, they have to go find new people to hang out with. Um, so I just, I think maybe it's, you know, just you get... And interestingly... Um, Although I know and have been lucky enough to associate with a lot of people who are really, um, what, did you did you did you say higher up the food chain before? Like they sort of yeah. you know yeah, <clears throat> highly experienced, really professional. I don't know if I've met that many elite like people where I go, I don't understand what they're doing. I, I don't. I, they obviously think way more differently than the rest of us. Um, I think those like the like Russell Crowe comes to mind as someone who's been seen to be to behave poorly in certain scenarios. It's like yeah, but no one's as good an actor as Russell Crowe. He's got a, his brain's got to work differently than the average everyday. He's got person. a beautiful mind. Maybe. Um, um, I'm not sure. Like there's there are musicians that um, yeah, Frank Sinatra is renowned for being a fucking asshole to people. It's like, yeah, but it's Frank Sinatra. Like, he's not, that's not some guy who f operates on the same level as, as other people. So, Well, that's interesting. 
Um, That's okay. Um, there are some Aussie performers who have a reputation for being pretty hard work, and it's like I don't know what it was must be like to be able to sing like that, and therefore hear hear like that as well. So it doesn't. Most people who are that good tend to be I mean, tend to see the thing that they do in a higher resolution. Sure. But there, there surely is such a thing as objectively poor behaviour. Yeah, absolutely. But I okay, don't... I think we're allowed to judge that, aren't we? It's, yeah. yeah, totally. But I don't think I don't think people who do that, who behave that way and who, who operate at that level get, like, get it because they don't live in our world. They live mm. in a much more um, high-resolution world than we even, you know... And a lot of the time, for people who operate at that level, they've they've got it early, really, really early on. So they never know what it's like to struggle, you know, struggle and all that kind of, in with the thing that they're excellent at. Um, yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. It's not a lot of remarkable talents, people you go wow that appear out of nowhere at fifty-five. Like no, you know what I mean? Like they're like, that's why Australian Idol's so great, Dom. How's why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, for, if you lose that as an example, like um, Australian Idol being Guy Sebastian, like I've never heard of anything bad about Guy Sebastian at all. Um, but, like, if there's a guy that gets on a show, it's like, well, he's, he's, there's no way this guy isn't going to have an amazing career whether he wins it or not. That's that's a voice that's operating at a level that almost no one else could possibly do. Um, if he happens to be a nice guy as well, then we kind of expect it because we expect people to be nice. But if he turned out to be a monster, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like, I just, just, well, you know, I can hear that he can be musical in a way that almost no one else can. So uh, Okay. Um, Interesting. And maybe that's the thing that people, when people meet someone famous and they, they always say, man, blah, 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 he was a really nice guy. <laughs> They're surprised because, well, you know, they have every uh, opportunity to not be nice. I've, uh, I've worked with a number of ex-Australian Idol people and the strike rate there between nice and not nice is about 50-50. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I imagine those scenarios probably um, inflate the ego of those people probably disproportionately to how much it should be inflated. <laughs> yeah. It's very diplomatic. Well, I think it's such a, it's, it's a, it's such a manufactured way to, to build a career that... Yes, yeah, so. it's it's a shortcut way, and so yeah. there'll be some people who. Or when I was talking like five minutes ago about learning from mistakes of how you how you treat people and how you act in certain scenarios, well, they bypassed it. You know, they haven't had to have that fight in the band room at the pub when they were nineteen, right? They've just gone straight onto TV, and so they're having that fight or that frustrating situation at a at a level much much higher but they're not they haven't 
built yeah. um, themselves up that way. Hey, um, tell me this, and then we should probably wrap up. But, yeah. uh, you and I spoke a little while ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, or last week, um, about your plan to write a song a week. Is yes. that going to go ahead? Yes. Awesome. Well, I think um, here's my caveat is I'm going to finish a song a week. So okay. sometimes I will write a song in that week and sometimes I will, sometimes it'll be, um, I think I'm going to, that's now done after being around for eight years. Okay. Yeah. Fuck, that's good. Yeah. I've got, I've got a lot of things where, which, which I got stuck on a long time ago that, um, I kind of abandoned. So I want it to be something that, um, you know, if, if I like, I'm going to Tamworth. I'm probably going to write some songs to some people over the next few weeks. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think there are yeah, there are things just in the in the vault that are not done, but could be. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. That's yeah. really exciting, dude. Yeah. So it should be. We'll see how we go. Yeah. I think I'll get through January and... at least. <laughs> okay. All right. And are you going to? Um, sort of progress report those along the way or is this just this is this is my task this is what I'm going to set myself to do I'm going to do my best to do that yeah and then at some point cull those down and record them and do it uh, well, or whatever or singles or maybe I don't know if there anything will come for those but um, I know that a lot of people will say you know I don't release a song until it's done um, or don't show it to the world you know until it's done but I, I kind yeah. of I'm all along the lines of you know what um I think probably every Friday I'll put a video up of me singing a new song uh, that I've been working on. Fuck. That's and that... unbelievable and really brave and really impressive, dude. <clears throat> well, that's the other thing too. Like I, I was kind of talking to someone the other day who was around. We were rehearsing for um, for Tamworth and playing guitar for her. And I said, like, I, like, I, I don't want to be Dom Italiano, the solo artist. Um, I just am because it's really fucking hard to get something off the ground. Like I've done it, I've had a bunch of bands in the past and you put in a lot of effort and every, well, everyone puts in a lot of effort, I'm not saying that you, you do, everyone puts in a lot of effort and then after a while it's just, it's like, ah, oh, the next stage is, is this like big leap of effort and we're already kind of busted our chops. Mm. And um, I know the whole time we're like, it wasn't, I've never really done it because I wanted to, have the career or be famous like i just like making stuff i like writing songs mm. i like seeing what i can come up with i like seeing if um you know i can take uh take a, a little germ of a thing and turn it into something that's you know a bigger germ of a thing so um and i think there's a lot we talk about your insecurities and your fears and like this idea of oh you know if it's not like this it's not done and it's not it's like fuck it, it you just never do anything if you if you succumb to that. And I, even this year, like I recorded an album started the year, well this year, last year. <laughs> um, and a whole bunch of, the, you know, the voices in my head just was like, you know, stop me from going any further with it. It's like, well, that's just silly. Stop you mean? Well, once I had it and everyone who helped fund it um, had it in their hands. Yeah a few things happened in my life that were a bit tricky. And I was like, well, that's all right. That's done anyway. It's like, well, 
160 people have got it. It doesn't mean it's done. Like you, and also, and also just stopped writing songs. It was like, I was done with the whole thing. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, it's, I think it's that idea of, it's not so much that it's a new year's resolution, but it's an idea of, I know what, I know when I'm my happiest. I know what I need to do. And if I'm, if I can make a commitment to myself, and it's not about it being public, although that's just a thing as well. But if I make a commitment to it, I know when I've done that in the past, I've been good headspace, I've been healthy, and I've done the things I want to do. Mm. Um, and it's when I just kind of like, you know, keep, keep it all to myself and uh, don't even let myself um, have a goal then I just get frustrated and messy. So, okay. Uh, Is goal setting the key to everything? Realistic well, goal setting? Well, I, look, I, I don't know, but it, it's very much the idea of where are we going tomorrow? We're going to Sydney. Right, so that's where we're going. And then you got to work out how to get there. And if you don't ever, if, Basically, any idea that you have, if you want to get it done, you have to work out what it is and how, how you're going to get there. Yep. Um, and if you and what I wanted, my thing about writing a song a week is not that I want to have 52 songs at the end of the year that will constitute an album or something like that. That might happen. But what I want to do is make sure I'm creating every week because when I create every yep. week, I'm I'm way better at everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, huh. so, awesome man yeah when I when I was doing that create every day like yep. just a little poem thing every day it was like I was on top of the world and when I stopped it it was like oh it took a while for the effect to wear off yeah um, but it, it it wore off and it like well, I, I felt it hmm. yeah so okay yeah. we'll see That's how we good, go man yeah yeah. yeah, that's really positive. I'm, I'm really proud of you too. So, well done. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you once again as well for doing all the fucking keep fit of part of of this recording. Well, hopefully it experiment. Hopefully it works. So we'll see how we go. Well, no, we should have done a little test. Uh, we'll see how we go. <laughs> ah, good ah. point. Oops. Yeah. Oh well. We'll put it so up anyway. Your video, your video component has not been in time at any point of this recording. Uh, it's much better on my end then. Um, uh, you, you're synced up much better. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, you're about, I reckon, a second and a half behind. Uh, it's quite okay. amazing. Yeah. Well, we might have trouble in uh, while I'm in Tamworth, but we'll see how we go. Mm. That's all right. Okay. It's only three weeks. Um, awesome, brother. All right, mate. Well, uh, nice to hear from you, and I'll speak to you all later. So okay. Drive safely tomorrow. Give me love to Kat. I will. I will. All right, mate. Cheers. Cheers, pal. Bye. <laughs> what happens now? Ah, press stop. Well, how do you how do you stop it? I don't know how to stop it. Uh, where is the stop button? Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> A leprechaun. <laughs>